Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This is Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer. Welcome into Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. I'm Jay Glazer. And today, before I get to him, though, I have a, a really special friend, a close friend of mine, used to be a training partner of mine. And this guy is like reinvented himself over and over and over and over what the great ones do. Before I get to him, I just want to chime in with a start here from our sponsor. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year, yet far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carolyn Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carolyn Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Action is probably the best way I can describe my friend coming in here. It is the one and only, the Miz, WWE star, Hollywood star, reality TV star. Like I could say that, right? Is that what it's called from back in the day? But man, just an overall great dude. We should train together at Unbreakable Performance Center. Man, he is one of my favorite dudes. And he is also the man who led the Cleveland Browns out of the tunnel for their first opening game win this year against the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm thinking that's probably what you're most proud of these days, isn't it? I mean, let me tell you, what. A, by the way, what an introduction. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's like you've been doing this for years. I mean, just, maybe you can come to WWE and just introduce me all day, every day. Let's go. I do, man. But, yeah, yes. like, let me tell you something. When when they called, the Cleveland Browns call and say, hey, would you like to be the dog pound captain? And what you get to do as a dog pound captain is you take a guitar. Obviously, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland. You take a guitar with the opposing team on it. Like their logo, like it was the 
the Cincinnati Bengals. It said who day on it. And you slam it up against uh, an amplifier and smoke comes out of it and you just break a guitar. Like it's like every kid's dream. And so I got to actually do that for the home opener and what a game it was in the rain, just the Browns, like people are like, oh, same old Browns. This isn't the same old Browns. That defense is revamped, revitalized, and took Joe Burrow out. And so it was a fun game to watch, fun game to be there in person, whether it was raining or sunshine. I don't care. To see the Browns and the way they they conducted themselves during that game was unbelievable and it, dominated the Cincinnati Bengals. I love it. What was a bigger rush for you? Like you headlined WrestleMania one year, right? Headlining WrestleMania or this experience? Oh, come on. I mean, anytime you could headline WrestleMania and be the main event and you go up against John Cena and you're the WWE champion and you walk in the WWE champion and you walk out the WWE champion. And by the way, The Rock, uh, biggest movie star in the world, was involved in that match. I mean, that's one of the most memorable moments I've ever had. Unfortunately, I actually don't actually remember it because I got a concussion at the end of the match. And so, yeah, it was it was crazy. Like uh, my head hit the cement. And I just, I kind of like, I, I have little, like the one moment you always want to remember for the rest of your life is the one moment I, I have bits and pieces that I remember, but I don't remember if that makes any sense at all. Yeah, of course. Hey, you're talking to the guy who's been concussed quite a bit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So wait, Gary, so, man. so you're, so you're, so you're concussed. When do you kind of come to and realize what has just happened later on? No, that- yeah. So, so later on that night, I would say, I remember going back into the gorilla position, as we call it, which is right when you go out, whenever we go out into the audience onto the ramp, we leave a place called the gorilla position where all the people are telling you, you know, your music goes and that's where the entrance to the ramp is. And that's where you go back into. So once I hit the gorilla position, I remember being in there and I think I was like apologizing profusely. Like I messed everything up because I was concussed. I don't I don't remember anything. So I, I I imagined I messed the whole main event of WrestleMania up. Luckily, I didn't. And it came off like perfectly. And not many people knew exactly what was going on, except for the, the, the professionals that were in there. I was very fortunate to have someone like The Rock and John Cena and even Mike Yoda, who was the referee in there to kind of guide me safely throughout the, the whole the, the whole time we were in there. Did they know that you're not so, they like helped you through? Yeah. So basically they, wow. everyone was guiding really? me safely throughout this entire thing and made sure that I was able to do what I needed to do without the audience knowing, because we're live. This is the main event. Oh, right. You know, and, of the Super Bowl and for, uh, you for want wrestling. This, yeah. yeah. You're at the Super Bowl and you got to, you, you don't want to leave. And, and by the way, I don't have 50, 52 other or 52 people to rely on. It's just me and the people that are in that ring. So it's me, Cena, Rock, and Mike Kyoto are the only people that we can rely on. And obviously the trainers and everyone and the doctors are all there and everyone's making sure that I can get through that match and go through what I need to do. But by the way, it was at the end of the match. So luckily it was kind of all over, but I just remember going to the grill position. I remember being back there being like, wow, I think I messed up everything. And then I remember going back to the trainer, everyone getting me. Okay. Uh, I remember going back, talking with my wife, uh, Maurice and just being like, and she's just like, you did great. You did great. But I was like, n- not necessarily depressed, but it was like a God. I remember the next day, everything was just foggy. And I was like, wow, like everything's just kind of foggy. And, uh, but now like I, I look at, look back on it and I watch that match. It's hard to watch. Um, but it's like, it went off without a hitch. It, wasn't, it, it, it did great. Watch? What's that? Why is it hard to watch? 
I don't know. You don't, I don't like seeing myself concussed. Do you? Oh, you're seeing, you're saying the end. Okay. That part. Okay. Yeah. Me? Yeah. You know, I've seen myself knocked out quite a bit. Yeah. When you originally got into, to wrestle, right. What's more taxing on you, the developmental league or the big leagues? Um, you know, it's, so it's, it's kind of interesting. So I started in California, a place called in El Segundo called UPW, Ultimate Pro Wrestling. And I paid like $2,500 to learn the art of professional wrestling. And they taught me how, how to do the art, you know, what I had to do in the ring to succeed. Uh, finally, I got on a show called Tough Enough, which was a reality show where you could win a contract to WWE. I didn't win. I got second place, but I impressed the execs so much that they gave me a contract to our developmental system, which was brand new at the time um, called Deep South Wrestling. So I went to McDonough, Georgia, moved from LA, packed up all my stuff, moved to McDonough, Georgia, and started training under Bill DeMott. And I swear to you, every day I would go, one more day, you can do it. One more day, you can do it. Like, cause your body is aching and they're, it's almost, it almost felt like they're trying to break you because they're preparing you for what you have to get ready for to get into Monday Night Raw Friday night SmackDown. Is this guy in love with the business? It does he is he here for the right reasons, or is he just here to be famous or money? And I'm a guy off a reality show, so everyone expected me to just be like, I'm here to be famous. I don't love this business, but I did truly, genuinely love the art of professional wrestling. I've loved it since I was a child. I loved Ultimate Warrior, you know, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man Randy Savage. Like these were all my heroes, my idols growing up. And so to be able to do what they were doing, I wanted to put it full force. So going to McDonough, it was tough training, like very, very tough. I remember sweating, breathing heavy every day thinking, man, should I just quit? Should I just give up? I mean, does, can my body take it? Can my mind take it mentally and physically? Can I do this? I don't know if I can. And every day going one more day, you can do it. One more day, you can do it. One more day, you can do it. And so finally... I was six months there. I became the first ever Deep South heavyweight champion. And once I was there, one of the sayings that they would say was, if you can sell out in, I guess you could say the developmental system, because we would have shows every every Thursday, we would have a show. And if you can sell out this show, which is like two, 300 people, then you go to the next territory. And that's the old school way. There was territories everywhere. And superstars would go from territory to territory to sell out everywhere. If you can sell out everywhere, then you're a bona fide worldwide superstar. So when I was world heavyweight champion or deep South heavyweight champion, we were selling out every show. So then they moved me to Ohio Valley wrestling in Louisville. Cause I was there for six months in deep South moved me to Louisville. And so we went to Louisville and it was tough because I was a good guy at deep South oh. wrestling. I was a good guy. I, I, and by the way, that's all I knew. So when I went to Ohio Valley wrestling, they hated me. Because I was this guy from real world. And it was a little bit, uh, it was a different territory, different audience, different people. So now I had to learn how to utilize this audience like I did down at Deep South. Because Deep South, it was like, oh, it just came to me. Now I actually had to really work and try to figure out this audience. That's where I, Paul Heyman came up to me and he goes, you know why this isn't working? And I was like, nah, oh, I have no Paul idea. Came I up figure. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and he goes, you're not a good guy. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, you're a heel, which is a bad guy, as a term for bad guy in our in our world. And I was like, I don't know. He goes, watch. So Paul and I sat down and we came up with a promo and I went out there and I don't think I've been a good guy for the last 20 years uh, in <laughs> WWE because of that moment, that one moment where Paul was like, you're not a good guy. 
you're a bad guy. And from there, I went six months in uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. We were selling out every night, and they brought me up to SmackDown as, like, the host. And I didn't want to be a host. I want to be, like, you know, I want to be a guy that puts asses in seats, you know? I want to be the guy that, that people paid tickets for. And a host, being the next Ryan Seacrest, is not going to do it in WWE. Granted, Ryan Seacrest, very talented person, no <laughs> doubt in my mind. But I want to be like the biggest star in WWE, not a host. But I figured if they can give me a microphone, no problem. I can I can set myself up and make sure that they want to punch me or beat me up or do whatever <laughs> to where they have to get me in the ring. And that's exactly kind of what happened. So you asked like, a long story short, what's harder, developmental or being in WWE? It's all tough. If you want to be a superstar in any sport, in anything that you are doing, the developmental is very difficult because you're trying to learn the process and your brain is absorbing something brand new. But once you're there and you know what you're doing, you're still learning. And I'm still, even 20 years to this day, I'm still a sponge. I'm still absorbing everything. I learned from so many people. When you introduced me to Sean McVay, and it was before he won the Super Bowl, before when he first got a coach, you had him working yeah. out with me. And I was like, wow, this guy is so young. And he's the head coach of the, the, the Los Angeles Rams. I mean, this is crazy. And then once I worked out with him, I was like, wow, I will run through a wall with this guy. Like, this is this, there, there's, there's something special about him. And so from that day, I was learned, I took something from that day. And then sitting down with dinners that you've, that you've brought me to with him, talking to him, having conversation with him, with him, his motivation, his dedication. You could see the, the star power of why he is a head coach and a successful head coach on who he is because you work at it. When you work at your job and when you work at your profession and you keep working no matter what, and you're always learning, always progressing and learning from everybody, it's, it's a tough question. What's right. the hardest? There, there's no hardest. It's all hard right. if you want to be right. successful. I got two questions off of that. Before we do that, we got to talk about the just a real side note here, the coincidence of coincidences. I hope these two guys have to go work out. Unbreakable is a great place because everybody trains together. I had John Lynch training with Sly Stallone. I have the, you know, Rock is coming in there going with this bird. This I meet you. You come to one of my parties, right? And I meet you for the first time. You're like, come to my gym. You're going to love it. I'm like, ah, yeah, whatever. So I call you. I go, hey, do you mind if I stop by? Yeah, sure. No problem. I walk in. Sylvester Stallone is sitting there just doing <laughs> shrugs. And I'm like, what is this place? This is absolutely nuts. Like, Every celebrity you could possibly think of is like there or athlete like Terrell Owens is there like on the running machine, like slides over here doing shrugs. You know, you have you have uh, Demi Lovato's uh, kicking over kicking, Wiz kicking Wiz Khalifa. I'm like, what is, <laughs> what is this place? Like all different walks of life. It's not just sports. It's not music. It's not just it's everything. And I was like, this is the greatest gym I've ever seen in my entire life because everyone was by the way, no one was a superstar there. Right. Everyone was like, know. it's almost like a family and everyone like kind of gelled together. And what the thing I love most about Unbreakable that what you did was the, the merging vets and players, you would have all these veterans come in on like a certain day. I think it was like a What's Wednesday. And I'll never do? forget, I'll never forget Wit coming in. And it was the first time I ever met Wit, Andrew, Andrew Whitworth. And uh, he had always like, he was, he was talking to these 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 kids and all these people that were there were vets like there were kids there were older people and everyone was just talking about their story and what they're dealing with and wit was so honest and so so involved 
and it was just it was a very cool just thing that 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 I got to experience and be there with and hear their stories and make me appreciate our vets even more than I already did. And I've been to Iraq. I've been I've done shows. I've done tours with USO. Uh, but to be in there in that gym and work out with the veterans and you give them a place to kind of open up and and kind of tell their story and look at the support system that they had. It was unbelievable. I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, and look, our, it's not a gym. It's a mental health place, right? We're a community and we're a family, especially it's a scarier world. But the thing that I set, I set him up with Chris Shula, and, and who's a linebacker coach with the Rams right now, and Sean McVay, right? And you guys start talking. And you're like, hey, where'd you go to school? Oh, I went to Miami of Ohio, right? And then yeah. Sean's like, I went to Miami of Ohio. Where'd you go? Yeah. You guys end up, you lived in the same building, right? I know. We lived in Sim, we lived in Sims uh, dorm. And then not only that, like, I was like, do you ever go to attractions? Did you ever go to first run? And we were like stadium. And we were like talking like, I was like, what is this? This is crazy. <laughs> See, people don't know that. Ms. Sean McVay went to the same school, lived in the same dorm. People have no idea. Miami about- of Ohio, baby. Right. Miami of Ohio. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. So how much were you getting paid in the developmental league? Per week. Oh gosh. Per I mean, year, back whatever. Then, yeah. Back then, not much. I mean, you were getting paid. Much. So I think, honestly, I think from the real world. So when I was on the real world, and I, obviously before I was in WWE, I was on a show called The Real World, very popular show on MTV. I did all the challenges, so I was winning these challenges. So I was making quite a bit of money back then. Like I would make, if you'd win a, a challenge, you'd make like fifty grand, and then I would go do college tours where I would get paid like 
anywhere from $1,500 to $3,000 to do motivational speeches. Now, I didn't graduate from Miami of Ohio, but real world is so much like college that colleges would pay me to come motivate their students. And I looked at it as a way to cut promos, you know, wow. learn how to cut promos, learn how to use, you, you know, hone my craft in a different way to get an audience. And thousands of people would come and, you know, watch these speeches that I would do from the schools. I, I went to every college you can think of. It was crazy. And then I'd also do like, I get paid to go do host parties. So I was getting paid a lot. But then I also, I created a merchandise line where I had t-shirts because I saw that WWE, you know, their their superstars had t-shirts. And I figured, well, if they have t-shirts, I'm going to make my own t-shirts and show that I can sell t-shirts. Wow. So I would wear these t-shirts on the, on, on the challenges and then I would sell them. So if anyone ever got a B Miz t-shirt that was off my website, then they were getting it from me. Like I was stuffing these t-shirts wow. in and posting them and, and taking them all to the, to, to the post office every single week. It was, it was crazy. So I was making a lot of money. I was making six figures. When right. I got in developmental, I was, I took a pay cut right. because I wanted to, I, I said, I can take a pay cut in this because I am, I believe that I can make more. Wow. And so I, I invested in myself. I've always invested in myself. A lot of people are like, you know, oh, when, when I won a challenge, my first challenge, I moved to L.A. I paid for acting classes, improv classes, and learning the art of professional wrestling, UPW wrestling classes. So, and then I also was like, all right, we're all like the big world trainers, Gold's Gym. So I was in Santa Monica at the time. This was before Unbreakable, by the way. And so I was in Santa Monica. Where do you go? The Mecca. You go wow. to Gold's Gym, right? And so uh, worked out there, got a nutritionist. So I invested all my money that I would make into myself. I bought all these t-shirts ahead of time and got them like $3 a t-shirt and sold them for like 15 bucks a t-shirt. And so I would make money off of them, but it wasn't for me. It wasn't necessarily to make money. It was necessarily to promote myself and get people talking about me and get to people talking about that. So WWE would see that WWE did see that they gave me a contract. I took a pay cut, went to McDonough, Georgia. Then I went to Louisville. And then from Louisville, I got like into WWE and started making the money that I thought I could possibly make. And I want people to hear this also because the, you know, the secret to success is outworking the world and being miserable and broke and getting turned down and rejected for years and years. My first Super Bowl I covered in 1995, the New York Post said, if you can get yourself down there, we'll pay you $250. But I had to write eight stories for 250 bucks. And then New York One TV said, if you can get yourself down there, We'll give you $150 for three hits. So 450 bucks total. So I got myself down there, but I, I don't remember how I got myself because I was making nine grand a year during that time. And I was so broke. I could tell you how you got down there. And I, I don't even know the story. <laughs> I know you, Jay. Somehow Jay, I got down here. Yeah. Per- you're, you're a people person yeah. and you're just a likable human being. I appreciate and, it. And, and you I, are I, got a flight. I don't that- remember how I got the flight. You have an, an amazing ability to bring people together and to unite people. And I've never seen anyone do it as well as you. So when you say, oh, I don't know how I got down there. I knew exactly how you got down there. You met one guy. This guy was like, oh, let me introduce you to my buddy here. Oh, okay. Hi. Hi, I'm Jay. Hi, I'm Jay. Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden, there you are on the floor or on the, on the field. And, and how did I get there? Because you're just a people person. And that's what you got to do, right? But that's but my point is, it's the grind. Like, you got to put that grind in. I had to put that grind in. People nowadays, they're like, oh, my gosh, they're so in the tank because it doesn't happen for them overnight. Shit does not happen overnight. I mean, mine was 11 years for making 9450 bucks a fucking year until I finally got a job for fifty grand for CBS 
Miles, that was bleep, but this, again, I invested in myself. You invested in yourself by deciding to outwork the world. The other question I have for you is you realize that your lane of success is to be the heel. Okay. That is such a rare trait. So I'm a sensitive. Now, when you have a face like this, I have a very punchable face, Jay. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm sensitive as shit. Like I broke, you know, look, I break a story. You know, remember that one year I broke, uh, you know, Giants are going to trade Odell Beckham and I got murdered and so did every one of the followers and unbreakable and people just destroying it like holy shit ball. And I can't, hey, I'm sensitive. I can't take shit like that. How are you able to like compartmentalize and take the hate that you're making sure you get? There's a lot of people in, you know, even in WW right now that do not like getting hated on, do not like getting yeah. food. They love the cheers. They live for the cheers. I guess I'm different that way. I've always been a button pusher. And so if I see a button, I'm going to push it. And I enjoy the booze. And I see I you as the, the most lovable dude. I, love, I see you different. Uh, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, maybe I'm just, I don't know. Maybe I'm just confident with myself and my ability and know that I am truly, genuinely always doing right. I feel like, but my character in WWE is a bad guy, egotistical, arrogant, but there's a reason that he, and I always think about like mentally, all right, What's going on in the Miz's brain? Like the Miz character in WW, why is he acting the way he's acting? And the main reason I always come up with is I never got the respect I feel like I've ever deserved. And when I walk out there and people are booing me, you shouldn't be booing me. You should be booing the guy. Like, why are you booing me when the guy across the the the, the ring from me, the per- my opponent, the person I'm going up against, has done X, Y, and Z. And whenever I do X, Y, and Z, the same thing, you boo me, but you cheer him. So this person can can do something, the same exact thing I do, and you cheer him, and then I get booed. So that's all the mentality in there. And I never take anything, I guess, too seriously. And it just doesn't bother me. I'll go on X and I'll look at all the comments, just the hatred. Oh, the Miz sucks. I can't stand him. He's he's nothing. He's it motivates me. It fuels my fire. Oh Oh, my god, I can't deal with it. There, there is nothing more. I I raced mine. I I hired somebody to do my own social media. I can't do it. I can't look at DMs. Nothing. Can't do it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sensitive. I love it. I'm sensitive. I love the blogs. I love the blogs. I love the the the, the tweets or the oh. X's, whatever you want to call them now. Like I enjoy reading wow. all about the hatred and disdain. And then whenever I find something that has really poked the bear, I'll poke it even more, and I'll find more ammo for it or more ammunition, so they'll boo me even more. What about in public? In public, honestly, people don't hate me in public. When oh. I went to when I went to the Browns game as the dog pound captain, everyone was like, Miss, 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 I love you. I love you on Dancing with the Stars. I love you on Miz and Misses. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, you're the worst. You're the worst in WWE, but it's so much fun to hate you. You know, it's like, oh, thank you. It's it's I'm more sure compliments than anything else. Really? Yeah, I'm not yeah, I I, should, I remember uh, and actually I've never said this publicly, but uh I'd broken a story when we were in Arizona. The Patriots were flying in to play the uh, Seahawks in the game. They didn't hand the ball to Marshawn. And I had reported that as the Patriots were on the plane, I reported that they found who they accused of of tampering with the balls for deflategate. And then they have the video of it, and they got these guys, and, you know, all this video. And by the time they landed, well, man, we're down there, and all these Patriots fans are hating me. And I'm like, all right, no problem. Just don't, just don't touch me. And twice someone grabbed me, and I ended up snatching two – Patriot fans in front of my bosses at Fox. And I was just like, hey, 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 you, you can't touch me. And then one celebrity came and jumped my shit over. Now, I'm not going to say his fucking name, 
But I was like, hey, you fucking play a tough guy on TV. Let's not get our roles mixed up here. But I, you know, <laughs> that's why I was at, like, and these, so these are football fans. They go a little nuts. So you've never had a wrestling fan take it too far with you? Not yet. No, wow. I've never had that, that happen. Um, I've been very fortunate in that instance. And I think our, our fans, they're very dedicated and very loyal. I don't think our fans, maybe they would do that. But so far, I haven't had the experience of doing that. Now, granted, I have been in, you know, overseas where someone threw a drink that I don't believe was a drink at me. And so we, I've, I've had things thrown at me uh, in the ring. But I always take that as a compliment, to be honest, <laughs> that I'm doing my job, that you're hating me as much. So, But I've never had anyone throw at me. But I also don't, like, hang out at the bars at 2, and, two 3 o'clock in the morning uh, waiting for someone to, like, kind of egg it on. If someone is... You know, oh whoop, oh whoop, Mrs. Ash, blah 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 blah. Like, I'll just be like, you know what? Yes, you can. Good job, perfect. Does that make you happy? If that makes you happy, then I'll just walk away. Because I'd rather, I'd rather walk away than than get a lawsuit for millions of dollars because uh. I elbowed someone in a mosh pit or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula, berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite, with just two capsules a day smart metabolic burn by brain md can kickstart your metabolism fight stubborn body fat especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey right now save over 30 percent on smart metabolic burn at getsmartburn.com the lowest price anywhere that's getsmartburn.com don't delay transform your life with smart metabolic burn from brain md these statements have not been evaluated by the food and drug administration our products are not intended to diagnose treat cure or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What, what motivates you to constantly throughout your life reinvent yourself? Um, what motivates me to, to keep reinventing myself? I guess the love of what I'm doing. I enjoy my job. People are always like, you know, you're, you're 43 years old. You know, how are you, how are you still going? How are you still doing this? How are you still loving it? It's because when you love your job, it's not a job. And so I am always trying to always evolve and figure out new ways to entertain and have fun. It's like, 
with WWE, it has such, uh, you know, it's not just WWE in the ring. I mean, we have shows now where it's like Miz and Mrs. Now I have a production company that we're developing shows. So my wife and I are developing shows uh, for uh, other people as well as ourselves. Uh, we have a couple things on the horizon that I can't really discuss, but it's been great. You know, we started Mad Row Productions a couple years ago and it, people have been, you know, lining up to like work with us. That's and great. so that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's it's one of those things like it, 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 I guess it's always been since I was a kid, you know, when I was, you know, working at Mr. Hero, flipping burgers, working right. for my dad, dropping fries. You know, you wanted to do something better. So I went to college. And once I got into college, I saw that you could try out for the real world. Once I tried out for the real world, it changed my mindset that I could actually do what I wanted to do and not do what go against the grain, I guess you could say, because once you once you go to high school, you go to college after college, you go back to where you're from, you do your job, which is, you know, whatever it is that you set out to do in, co in college. But real world changed my whole perspective on that and said, if you have dreams, you can pursue them. So once I got the dreams, I found the tools that I needed to pursue my dreams. There's different tools that you need to gather all so you can build the right career that you want. And so that's exactly what I did. I, I worked my butt off. I progressed and progressed until I made it to the WWE utilizing real world to evolve into a WWE superstar, then going to WWE and evolving my character from you know this reality star to the Hollywood A-lister to oh now he's got his own reality show now he's a two-time the only like the first ever two-time Grand Slam champion in the history of WWE it's not The Rock it's not Austin it's not Hogan it's not Shawn Michaels it's it's not John Cena I'm the first ever two-time Grand Slam champion in the history of WWE and most people wouldn't know that but it's it's the truth. And it's crazy to me. And so how do I keep evolving? All right, you've done everything there is to do in WWE. No, I haven't. In my mind, I always want to be number one. I always want to be the WWE champion. I always want to be the main event of WrestleMania. And if I'm not there, I'm working my butt off to get there. And then how am I evolving from that? I'm evolving outside of WWE, doing the reality shows, doing the production company, doing the movies, doing the TV shows, acting, all these other things. Like I have, uh, I mean, I honestly, I wrote, I wrote a, chi a children's book that I was like, oh, I have two kids. I'm just going to write a book. And so every time I was on the airplane flying to wherever, I would just write this book. And so I wrote a book and uh, now we're doing the illustrations and trying to find a publisher for it. So it's like my mind is always going. My mind is always trying to remain fresh and trying to do exactly what I need to do to get to where I want to be. And right now I'm very happy. That's incredible. So first of all, as far as your publisher, we'll talk offline here. I got people for you. And then Good. when you're in the ring, this is what I love about it. Like, I always look at you. You're in the ring. You go on these tangents, right? When I'm on TV, I do minute and a half, minute hits, minute and a half hits, right? I, I don't use teleprompter. When I was hosting for, like, UFC, I'd have to use teleprompter for sponsors. But otherwise, on Fox NFL Sunday, I don't have teleprompter. And, and, not, and we don't really rehearse. But again, we're just going in little spurts. You're going for like three minutes. Like you're going long, long, long. Even when I'm doing, doing ballers, I wasn't following my fucking scripts. I got the ADHD. I can't follow my scripts. What do you do when you go in? Are you, have you scripted it out or do you just have bullet points? You kind of know where you're going. How do you do it? Okay. So you say three minutes. I just had like, uh, I don't know how long ago, but I just did a, a segment where I interviewed John Cena. And you know how John Cena says, you can't see me, yeah. right? Right. Well, John Cena wasn't there, but I interviewed John Cena because you can't see him, but I can because I've been able to see John Cena since I beat him at WrestleMania. Right. So I interviewed nothing. 
and no one for eight minutes. Eight minutes. And it was an and it was an inter- I even had a match with Air. I had a match with Air. I saw it. Yes, with, I saw it. With, with you can't see me, John Cena. I had a match with him. Put a skull crusher finale. How, like how I come up with these things is beyond me. Obviously, it's a team in WWE. You know, we have a lot of creative minds that make sure that our show goes on without a hitch. And to do something like that, to go out there and literally have an interview with no one and make it entertaining in front of and live, you only get one take. And so do I memorize? Uh, I memorize a certain portion of what I need to be memorized. But a lot of times when you're out there, things change. The audience isn't where they need to be. I need the audience to, to be here to react a certain way. If they're not reacting a certain way, I need to figure out how to get them to react that way, to, to advance the story that I'm trying to portray and to advance my character. So, yes, I have bullet points. Yes, I have a script in my mind of where I want to go and what I want to do and what I want to say. And I'll go over it and rehearse and rehearse, rehearse in my head. And a lot of times when I go out there, it changes because you don't know what the audience is going to do. Wait, do you rehearse it for half hour before? Do you rehearse it for days? Do you rehearse it for... Hour? No, no, no. Half hour before. Half yeah, hour. it's not days. Do you have, no, do you have to mean, run it past somebody else's WWE, what your script is going to be? Everything is is run past. Like, yeah, some of it, yes. Uh, but whenever you go out there and it's live and you have to change everything up, you can't go back and say, hey, I'm going to try this. You just kind of do it out there. But, but you got to work uh, beforehand and come in and say, okay, yeah, here's where I'm going to go. It's not like you're just showing up. Like, you know. No, like, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, like me and Bradshaw. We're, we're, <laughs> yeah, no, you can, you, we have, we have storylines in place. We have larger than life characters. This is like a, you know, a soap opera, if you will. Right. Uh, you know, and so we have stories that we have to portray. So obviously, all right, what's the story we're trying to tell? And how do we get from A to B? all the way to where we need to go, which is usually our pinnacle is a match. Do they tell you this is the story we need you to go with? Or do you say, do you try and sell it to them? Hey, this is everything. There's a lot of creative minds in this business where everyone is trying to put forth the best shows possible. So I'll put forth creative. Sometimes it's taken other times it's not. And then sometimes it's given to me and I'm like, uh, this is great. Or I need to work on this to make it great. That kind of thing. I tell you the be- most impressive people in pro wrestling are. I don't know if you're allowed to say anything about this. And I obviously have a lot of friends in pro wrestling, but how the, how your, your referee is like your director out there and you just can never see it. Like you never see that they're part of it. Never. You know, they couldn't <laughs> even see John Cena a couple of weeks ago. So they can't see anything. That's the idea. That's why we're professionals and yeah. we do what we do. Everyone always says, you know, I could do this. Anyone could do this. Oh, and then it's funny. Whenever we get, whenever we get like a sports figure or a celebrity, everyone always says, wow, this is a lot harder than I thought. Wait, you don't have teleprompters? Wait, you don't have cue cards? Wait, this is live? Wait, we don't get to tape? No, it's live. It's in your face. It's ready to go. We don't get cue cards. We don't get teleprompters. You get one take, and you're out there in front of ten to 20,000 people. If you're at WrestleMania, you're in front of 90,000. Like, literally, George Kittle that day learned how to do everything he needed to do during that match I had with Pat McAfee. Right. Like, so... You know, for him to that come out there. Dream. And, yes, that was his dream. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And honestly, after he's done, after he's done with uh, the 49ers, like, I think the dude could have a career if he wanted to. You know, he's such an athlete, great brain. But if he ever does that again, I'll have to put a skull crushing finale on <laughs> I, I think he'd be perfect right there. I think he could be your next fucking WrestleMania opponent. No doubt. He, he's born for something like that. And it's natural, too. Kittle's hilarious, dude. Jerry Rowney yeah. is hilarious, and he's not trying to be hilarious. There's a couple guys like that, like Jared Allen was like that. 
Kittle's like that too. He's not trying to be hilarious. He's fucking just hilarious. And it's just, yeah. he'd, be, he'd be great for that. All right, listen, before I let you go, I ask all my, my guests this. Give me your unbreakable moment in life. Like the one moment that should have or could have broken you and didn't. And as a result, you came out of the other side of that tunnel strong. I think there's a couple moments, you know, I think the first moment is developmental. Developmental was very difficult for me. And like I said before, when we were talking every day, and, and this isn't a lie, this is absolute truth. I would get up, my body was aching, bumps and bruises, inside, outside, just absolutely aching. And every day I'd wake up and say, one more day, you could do this. One more day, you could do this. That broke a lot of people. I watched a lot of people walk in developmental and walk right back out because they couldn't handle what it took to become a WWE superstar. And then there was a moment when I main evented WrestleMania, I lost the WWE championship. And then literally that entire year, I couldn't win a match. And I couldn't figure, I was at the top. Like you, you don't get higher than main eventing WrestleMania and retaining the WWE championship against the poster child w, uh, of WWE at the time, John Cena with the rock in there. You don't get higher than that. Right? So I lost the title. Then I started losing every single match. And by the time we got back to WrestleMania, I was almost not even on it. So I went from being the main event of WrestleMania to the very next year. I was like on a, on, I was in a mid, uh, a middle, not a mid cut, but it was like a middle match team, Johnny versus team Teddy, which I felt I was just thrown in there. Now, granted, I got the win. I got the W but I just came off of main eventing WrestleMania and the very next year I was almost not even on WrestleMania. Like I was, I was, I was almost like poof gone. And it was very embarrassing for me. Uh, what, did, you, did you lose I, your confidence? Like what, what had happened? You know, I, I don't know what happened. You know, it just kind of like steamrolled. Like it kept on tumbling. It was like a domino effect. Like there's one loss, there's two loss, there's three loss. And I couldn't figure out how to maneuver myself to be a top tier talent. And it took, I would say six years of all of this. And your brain is just doing numbers on you. And you're saying, am I good enough? Can I get back to where I was? What am I doing? Like, what am I doing wrong? Like, what am I figuring out? And then it wasn't until a guy named AJ Styles came back and I had, uh, he was brand, brand new to WWE. Now he was a huge star everywhere else. But in WWE, it's just different. And so when he came in, we started having a program together and it, it elevated him. And that was obviously our job is to elevate him because he's he was he he is now a huge star. And he was back then, but in WWE he was brand new. And I think we just elevated each other. And I think everyone in the back saw that and was like, whoa, we need to we need to start stepping up on the Miz. And my brain was like, yeah, we need to start stepping up. And I need to start stepping up. And I need to start realizing how how good I am. Because I think sometimes you go into when you start losing and you start going down a tunnel that it's like, oh, man, maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I should try something else. Maybe uh, And then you go, wait a second. There's something that clicks and goes, nah, I'm good enough. I'm better than good enough. I'm number one. And then you start really figuring out what you need to do to be a top tier talent. And from then on, I've been going up, up, up in a way I could lose every match in WWE and it will not matter because I am Teflon. Like you cannot, I'm indestructible in WWE. And so now that's my mindset. 
I am, I am completely indestructible. I will make you believe whatever I want you to believe when I want you to believe it. And I'm good enough to have five-star matches each and every time, five-star segments each and every time. You can revolve an entire show around me or you can give me one minute. You better believe you're going to have moments that the fans will have for the last, rest of their life. And so that's where I'm at today. Was I there when I, I got done with WWE Championship in 2011? Hell no. It took a long time to develop that confidence, to get that confidence back. When I was on the rise, getting and I had the title in the WWE, I was I was like, I'm the man, I'm great. But then once you start going downhill and you that slippery slope, it's like you always see those UFC fighters that lose that one match. They're mm-hmm. on that 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 trajectory, yeah. and then they went, and then all of a sudden, glass what words. happens to them? Like, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I've had that glass break, and it took a long time to fit, find all the pieces to put it back together. And make it now. It's a nice shiny glass that you can see right through, and there's no cracks. And those cracks, by the way, we're all learning moments. Right. And I want to keep those scars. I want to keep those little pieces, if you will, because they taught me what I need to do and how I need to be and how I need to conduct myself in order to be where I am today, which is I'm a proud father, a proud husband, and I'm doing what I love in my job. And then even outside, I'm doing what I love. And so I'm, 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 feel like I'm very, very happy and in a great spot and just enjoying life. And that's proof right there also. Adversity is a gift, right? Fuck self-doubt. Self-belief is everything. But adversity really, you know, builds that self-belief. When you're in that downward spiral yeah. and people are like, and and, and people are, are, are not necessarily ganging up on you, but like telling you you suck and da-da-da, you have a choice. Whether you, you can believe what they believe or you can believe what you believe, what's deep down in your heart. And so I always go, what do I believe? What do I know in my heart? I know I'm a good guy. I know I'm a good person. I know I'm trying to do right by everyone and by everything. And sometimes my ways are different than everybody else's. But in the end, I'm trying to do what's right and do what's best for what I feel like everyone that's involved in the party. So I thank you so much for joining me here, man. You know, I haven't seen you in person. Oh, yeah, buddy. You moved away. I moved away. We're back there. We're coming to your house. Rosie and I are coming to your house. Celebrate. I love it. All right. I love you, dude. Game on. Thank you for joining us here on the Unbreakable Podcast. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by Brain MD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from Brain MD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 